Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You can follow us on Twitter or send us an email to afternoon at newstalk.com. Uh, we were talking uh, about uh, uh, just, you know, an example of kind of a, an outdoor swimming pool and perhaps, you know, because on foot of this plan for a, a, a Lido, they have to be fancy in Dublin. They have to call it a Lido. Uh, Kevin in Old Town says the centre line of Carlingford Marina is a ship built of concrete during World War One, the yacht pontoons at Baltimore and Shirkin, Ireland are based on concrete fuel barges. Uh, on the same subject, uh, someone else says, if memory serves me correctly, a guy in Walkenstown built a concrete boat about 30, 40 years ago. It is possible to make concrete boats and ships. Uh, on the, and the, we were talking, though, as well about the uh, hot weather that's uh, coming our way. <clears throat> and that we, excuse me, that we all should be a wee bit careful about that. Here's a, n- a nugget of wisdom for you. Free gratis, no matter what the weather, be it hot or cold, stormy or calm, wet or dry, it's all because of climate change. You can bank that nugget, Sean. Uh, okay, I, I detect... I think you're being sarcastic. I don't know. Uh, it's just my spidey sense of telling me that. Uh, a great, somebody did suggest that we get a, a massive saw and cut the sun in half. Uh, great idea for the sun saw, but you definitely need planning for that. Absolutely it would. Nightmare of planning. That would go on forever and ever. Now, this week, the Future of Media Commission delivered its report. And predictably, a lot of the focus was on the future of the licence fee. And while most forms of media are under some degree of pressure, there is that's particularly the case for local newspapers where people get to read about their own locality and often themselves. In some European countries, such titles receive a government subsidy as a recognition of their importance. Bob Hughes is Executive Director of Local Ireland, a representative body for local newspapers. Afternoon, Bob. Afternoon, Sean. How many local papers do we have? We have about 50. They're not all members (laughs) of Local Ireland, but we have about 50. Uh, Every county uh, has its local newspaper and and some towns have their own local newspapers, of course. And and has has that figure been going up or down? It has been going down. Um, there was there was a, some contraction after the major recession in the early 2000s. Uh, so we lost a lot of titles. We lost uh, 16 over the last 10 years. Right, OK. But That's more recently, we, you know, we haven't lost so many because the restructuring that happened uh, was in the early, early 2000s and 2010s. Yeah, and when you say restructuring, I suppose that means an awful lot of titles tend to be, are getting gobbled up by other... Is it just the Irish Independent and the Irish Times really that own an awful lot of them? At the well, no, I mean, consolidation, I mean, there's a good argument for it because mm. people still have their own local newspaper and it still has its own strong identity, even if it's part of a group. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a good thing uh, in many respects. Um, but, but the ones that are lost altogether, uh, that, that, that's a problem. But mm. uh, as I say, uh, you know, we've been doing... Uh, we've been... We made the changes in the early 2010s that were necessary and we haven't lost any recently, which is, which is good. But that's not to say that we haven't been under a lot of pressure. Right. OK. Well, yeah, I suppose that implies that at least they're able to um, survive. But the the old model of going in for a litre of milk and picking up the Wexford people kind of thing, is that still there? It is still there. And and the supermarkets and the retailers are very happy because when it, whenever you go in and buy your local newspaper, you go and buy something else. So there is a, there is an appointment to go in, whether, whether they publish on Tuesdays, Wednesdays or Thursdays. Mm. But at the same time, 
you know, our advertising has gone to the big big tech platforms. They're taking a bigger share, and that 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 would that would affect radio and yeah, television everything. as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is a challenge, and we have to transform to digital, and we have to find the right digital models as well. Yeah. Now, I I, I, I imagine though that, that that particular challenge is the same for. Uh, national titles as it is for for local titles because how do you get people to pay for that it is and and it, you know the, again you know there the can be panel advertising the, there can be subscriptions but of course the biggest challenge around local is we don't have the scale yeah we don't yeah. have the scale you know uh, and even even uh, you know bigger newspaper groups they have some scale but they you know it's still a challenge to get the revenue in and the irony is, is that we, you know, all the local newspapers are doing their own websites, they're doing podcasts, social media presence, all that kind of stuff. And in actual fact, they've never had more readers or more audiences, you might call it now. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the problem is, is the money doesn't come back from that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge of uh, revenue, not reach. Yeah, and, and in, in revenues, because obviously the revenue from just the cover price isn't, isn't enough or anywhere near enough. And I imagine if you can, if you can look up a website for a local title, you might be less inclined to buy that, the physical copy yeah, of that you, title. You've, you've got to be very careful not to eat your own lunch. Uh, mm. That's true. Uh, it's true to say, though, that the majority of the revenue still comes through the cover price and the advertising of the printed newspaper. Right. Okay. So, And, you know, a digital digital offering for, for some of our newspapers pay for, you know, half half one journalist salary a year and you can't survive on that, yeah. you know. Because uh, because I suppose the old model was that there was the cover price and there was the advertising and all that advertising was local and there was the, you know, the pubs and the undertaker and all that kind of stuff. Is that still the case? Or are local titles now having to try and get national advertisers well, it, to... Yeah, and... and, and, and COVID has actually had a big, big effect around that. We would say that 90, 90, just over 90% of our advertising is, is local. But obviously what happened uh, when COVID came along, we lost uh, the pubs, the restaurants, mm, yeah. uh, all the entertainment, all that went. And a lot, some of it, not all of it, of course, uh, we were about 30% down and we probably came back another 10% thanks to a lot of the government advertising. Mm. So we do have national advertising. You know, the retailers may advertise nationally on campaigns. Uh, the government advertising, the HSE advertising, all that during COVID when we needed all that public information at a local level. Um, that helped. But of course, uh, that's sort of going away a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, although although we, we do see the HSE and government still advertising around, you know, information, particularly around COVID and where it's going. Yeah, the, I suppose the irony about this is is that the Carlo Nationalist presents a unique product in the sense it's it's about Carlo. And and if you live in New Zealand, there's only probably one place you can get information about Carlo. Uh, yet, like all titles, you know, it's a struggle. Yes. Uh, even though there, you know, potentially is an audience all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting about our, our, our digital traffic is that it clearly shows that there, there is a diaspora out there that is reading our local newspapers globally mm. um uh you know i mean i i know uh, an area that i'm very familiar with is is, is the tomb area and uh, I, I know there, there are lots of people in london reading the tomb herald every week yes. online yeah <laughs> there, and there is i mean because we were talking about this before we came on air in, in certain countries uh, or in, in many parts of europe as you were saying there are some sort of subsidies or grants because there's a recognition that they that local titles have a very important role to play in helping communities 
communicate with each other. Well, absolutely. And I think sort of COVID has helped as well in terms of recognising the value of a local newspaper to its community. But when you think about it, I mean, where else would you see your local sports clubs, your local charity fundraising, except in your local newspaper? Now, there are there are some, you know, uh, there's some parish Facebook pages and stuff, and they're all great and whatever. And I use them myself. But they don't have that sort of professional consistency that that, that a newspaper organisation will bring mm. and, and that consistency. Uh, and internationally, as you've said, there is support uh, in recognition of the, of the community role of, of a local newspaper and the democratic role of a local newspaper. Yeah. Um, and it's very yes, important to indeed. our local politicians, all politicians, because yeah. uh, they, uh, you know, um, through no fault of their own, hmm. the national titles possibly might do more negative stories hmm. about politicians, whereas we will do the achievements which said that dangerous pavement to the school got fixed, that lighting got improved, etc., etc. And the politicians, you know, make sure they get their messages out. Yeah, it's the granular detail of the, the day-to-day is. stuff that they do. And it do. shows yes. what they're doing and it holds them accountable, but it also, you know, mm. shows, shows what they've achieved. Yeah. Is it, so in the report uh, that I mentioned at the start, you know, is there... Is there much of a sign of hope for lo- for local newspapers in this, in terms of there, any the, bit of an old help? Yeah, there is because uh, what we said, and we, you know, we had no objection at all to the Sound and Vision Fund helping local radio. But what we were saying is, we're, we're, we're in the same advertising market, we're in the same local market, and we don't get any help. So mm. it's not that you shouldn't help them, but you should help us too. So one of the recommendations in the Future and Media Commission report is that uh, there's a media fund set up and that will be open to print and digital publishers as well as the broadcasters. Right. So that okay. is, that's an important thing. And that's, that funding can be used for skills training. It can be used for digital transition and transformation. It can be used for uh, promoting diversity. It can be used for promoting cultural content. So, for example, if one of our local newspapers wanted to do a feature maybe on, on the diaspora from that area that may have gone to Newfoundland, they might, they might be able to apply for support to get somebody sent over there and do a nice feature or do a, create a supplement about that. Right. Okay. So, but it's still kind of one-off things rather than any kind of consistent help. It is. Well, it is. um, But there are there are other things as well. I mean, obviously, we have a relationship with the tech platforms. Uh, They use our content. They don't uh, give us much remuneration, if anything, at all for that content. So uh, we are are pleased that the government is is underpinning our relationship with the tech platforms that we we should be treated fairly and that we should get fair remuneration. And that's off the back of the EU copyright directive which came in uh, which mm. gives us a bit of bit of bit of muscle I suppose you'd say in terms of negotiating negotiating with, with, with Google and the others okay so is that definitely going to happen that Google and the others well I mean the, the, the copyright directive is there so Google have to reach re- uh, agreements with local newspapers about how much they can use uh, it covers longer extracts so so uh, you know using a headline that might be okay but using three or four paragraphs that might not be okay in those kind of negotiations, though, that say that the that, that single owner newspaper would perhaps they'd be in a less powerful position than, than the groups of newspapers that are owned by the bigger players. Well, that's way. true. But the, in, in, in fairness uh, to Google, they have spoken to us as a group. So, okay. um, so uh, I mean, obviously, when it comes to the individual deals... They want they want their NDAs, uh, their non-disclosure <laughs> of agreements. Of course, yes, yeah. But yeah. in principle, and around you know the principle of agreement, they they have spoken to us. Okay, but, uh, but that's a that's an ongoing conversation. Yeah, in terms of the pressure as well, is is it, 
would it be the case that say if you're in you know if you're a, a local in Cork or Galway if you're the Connacht Tribune you've a you know it's relatively I'm not saying it's easy for the Connacht Tribune but it's relatively easier um, where you've got a, um, a, a city there and it's quite prosperous than say the Connacht Telegraph where you're Mayo and and you know less of a population maybe less money for well, you, you might be setting up a Castle Bar against Galway <laughs> City there, so I'll be very no, careful starting a bit of beef <laughs> there yeah but no again it depends on the model and uh, you know there are challenges for all of them there are challenges for all of them and you know some difficult measures had to be taken uh, you know during Covid you know mm. uh, around around staff um, and some of them have have come back but it's still it's still very challenging yeah because a lot of a lot of local newspapers this in terms of staff it's pretty bare bones really of people doing 10 different things absolutely and that, and that 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 that's a, one of our powerful arguments really is that you can only go below a certain staffing level before it starts impacting on the quality of what you do mm. and the quality of what people read you yeah. know and, and and the amount of things that you can cover you know, uh, and one of those things we don't miss them till they're gone, of course. Uh, and, Absolutely, yeah. and and that's our big message to to government is that we do need help. You know, mm. and there, there's an opportunity for them to to help us with uh, VAT as well. You know, because we pay uh, VAT is applied to uh, newspaper sales uh, here. Yeah. It's not in the UK. It's not yeah. in a few few of the other oh, European it's what, countries. Nine percent or something. It's nine percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bob, thanks a million for coming into us today. That was uh, Bob Hughes, their executive director of Local Ireland. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. The menopause suit. Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.